get ready for a transformation. But in this kingdom, we start growing. We are replacing those carnal thoughts with the word of God. Our minds are renewed to the word of God. At that time, glory, glory, glory. So when we are speaking, we are speaking from knowledge. Or you wake up and say, hey, bonga fish, angari. Glory to God. I took it in the dream. I will never take it in life. In the name of Jesus. Say, I'll never be poor. Ah! Jesus Christ. Pay attention to everything I'm going to show you. Another life-changing moment with Apostle Peters. Glory to God. I wanted to turn your Bible with me to the book of, let's do a quick one. Power of the Word. The Power of the Word. Acts chapter number 20. Verse 32. Everybody read. Want to go. Okay, now this part of power of the word. I want to look at the ability of the word. So you saw able there. Say able. Now it says the word of God is able to build you up. Say the word of God is able to build me up financially, mentally, spiritually, academically. The word of God is able to build me up. Praise the Lord. All right now. So he says is able to build you up. Now the Greek word for word there is logos. Logos. Logos is the written word of God. Logos is the sayings of God, the speech of God, what God has said. For instance, uh, like I'm talking right now, I'm speaking to you, Logos, God's word. When you study your Bible, what you find there is Logos, God's word. Um, when it, maybe you study uh, a Christian book. Uh, uh, when I mean a Christian book, I mean a book written inspired by the holy ghost maybe a devotional or something that is logos okay the written word of god speech accounts maybe stories in the bible that's logos accounts given to us by god in his word that's logos okay that's logos written word of god and um, sayings of god the speech of god accounts and so on and so forth now the bible says that logos is able to build you up so if you want to grow spiritually like i was telling you on thursday you want to grow up spiritually you need to load yourself up with logos you need to be full of the written word of god you lay it in your hearts again and again this word of god builds your spirit your chemistry and biology and geography will build your head your mind that will help your mind whatever that subject is science it will help your mind but the word of god builds your spirit the logos of god it builds your spirit that's one of the things it will do for you remember i said the ability of god's word the ability of god's word now we are dealing with ability of logos say hallelujah Amen. also the word of god will make you bolder it will build your faith it will make you bolder it will make you stronger you know why some people can face certain situations standing tall than the others 
is dependent on the level or the quality of the word of god that they have in their spirit some people when they face a situation they cower they faint quickly in other words they give up easily they may make mouths at the beginning say hey let it come let it come uh, and then uh, they they are making mouths now because it has not come but then it shows up and then they start shaking they say ah, i didn't know it's like this oh i didn't know it's like this so you see uh, the quality of the word of god in their spirit is being tested logos but then when you load more of it in you then um you have more faith so when that thing comes based on the information of the word of god that you have in you you'll be able to stand and face that thing that's why where we read on thursday jesus said matthew i believe chapter number seven jesus said that the one who's built on the rock he says that house shall not be shaken even when the rain comes against it uh, flood descends on it or comes against it the rain descends against it he says it will still be standing because it is founded on the rock when situation of life comes how you respond is based on what you have in you you cannot give what you don't have you see that no matter how you you try to pretend you may speak faith but if you don't have it inside you don't have it you may teach others faith but if you don't have it you don't have it why because it depends on what you have in your spirit not what you say with your mouth so what do you do you made quality effort to load yourself up you just keep importing the word of god you keep imbibing the word of god you load yourself up with the word you see you don't get carried away loading yourself up only with your uh, uh it's called gnosis greek word gnosis it means the general knowledge um english uh whatever course subject don't load yourself only with that load yourself up with the word of god i tell people there is an exam of life there is an exam of school the exams you're writing here in your school is the exams of school there is an exam of life if you fail in school and you make it in the exam of life the exam of school will be like nothing because there are many already who have failed in the exam of school but today they are ruling the world I'm just letting you know something if you pass in the exams of school and you do very well but you fail in life you will still suffer like you never wrote any exam or you never did well in school incidentally that's the way it is why it's not supposed to be so but that's the way it is what makes it so because the word you are in is spiritual that's why so what's the best thing to do well it's good to make it in school and make it in life when I mean make it now, I mean do well in your exams at school and then do well in your exam in life. That's why you must be smart not to take one above the other. Say hallelujah. So, you must prepare for life's examinations. And life's examination, you cannot pass except by God's strengthening, God's word in your spirit. That's Logos. You see, you might, in your little mind and little brains, you might be thinking, I know what I'm doing. 
I know what I'm doing. Don't worry. I know what I'm doing. And so you're working hard, which is very good. God honors hard work. And you're putting in all your efforts. But in all of these, your efforts, you let God be a little part of your equation. A little part. Then you are setting yourself up to be in a position of disadvantage. Because everything you will have in life, therefore, will be based on what your effort brought you. You cannot do much in this kind of world we are in if you're going to get things by your effort. Why? Because life is not fair. In quotes. Life is not fair. Usually, it doesn't deliver to people what they put in. The reason is because have you ever wondered why some people were coming into the university to come and study and that guy did well wrote that jam put in so much effort and then he did what scored well and then it's time for him to come in then there's another guy who didn't score up to these other guys scores but because that other guy knows someone in the university and yet they need to put someone else's name there they need to put his name there Someone else's name must be removed for his name to come in. So that other guy that worked so hard and deserved this admission, his name had to be taken out. Why? Who knows you? You don't know anybody. We don't know you. And who's going to question us? You are not even there where we are removing it. So they take that name out. And this other guy who didn't seem to perform well, because knows someone, I mean. So the influence, this one's name is replaced. Now, this one whose name just came in didn't deserve it. You know he didn't. The other one that deserved it, his name was taken out. That's to tell you the kind of life you're in. So if you're going to want to be smart on your own, you will just be frustrated. Listen, there are those that have been told the same thing. They disobey. They say, no. I mean, if you worked out, you work so hard, they can't ignore you. And then they start the journey. Bam! They take off. Oh, on that race. And at the beginning, the strength is there, the energy. It and then they get to a particular time, a point. They notice that they are running a lot, but it seems like they are not covering much. And they look back. It looked like that was where I started from. Why am I still close? You see? He doesn't know that there is another force while he's running that is pulling him back. But he thought he has covered a lot so much energy so much effort he ran so hard he's sweating he's panting but he looked back to see how far he's gone he's not still far away from where he started from the ground is slippery that's why there are forces but then when you take the word of god into you that word builds you positions you that's what logos will do for you logos has the power on its own to begin to rearrange your life from inside begins to position you for instance a guy who has always experienced disfavor in his life for instance this guy everywhere he goes disfavor i mean he'll work to get something but something will take it from him 
and so on and so forth then this guy comes across the word of god and starts putting the word of god in himself starts loading himself up with the word that word because of the power of it we begin to shift his spirits and begin to attract favor say hallelujah now what i'm saying is not just learning to teach is something that i have by experience that i got from experience i noticed that after i started loading myself up with the word of god there is this special grace that he he, he, he brings the special grace this special grace that comes that's why the bible says that you are increased in grace as you are increased in the knowledge of the word that's what the bible shows the more of the word of god you have in you the more grace that you have what is grace grace doesn't work on your physical body grace works in your spirit the word of god works in your spirit that's where grace is when grace is working in your spirit it begins to show on the outside in other words it begins to show on the things that concerns you things just begin to fall in place for you you may not be able to explain it's because you have more grace now in your spirit and what brings that more grace the word of god increased knowledge of the word of god increases the grace of god upon your life is one of the ways to get grace more grace so that's what logos will do for you apart from that another ability of logos if you turn to second corinthians chapter number 10 let's look at that logos is just greek greek for the word of god all right second corinthians chapter number 10 reading from verse 3 second corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 are you there okay read it read it for me everybody's not there can you all locate it want to go For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Yes, next verse. Wait, one moment. Maybe I should help you explain that verse 3. It says, for though we are in human body, this body. It says, but we don't fight against human beings. That's what it's trying to say. Christians, we don't fight. I believe you know that. Uh, We don't war against human beings. That's why we don't pray against um one uncle somewhere or auntie somewhere in the village to die we don't do that in the body of christ it's wrong it's wrong we understand that there are those who are against our people it's not as if we don't recognize that but we also know from the word of god that um if anybody is against another person then there is a spirit working in that one that is making him go against another person you see that it's an evil spirit there's a spirit inspiring that so what we do is we deal with that spirit behind it we don't deal with that person and you may be shocked that um, some people may even have their mothers against them against their progress you see i've never seen that before i've never heard it before well it, it does happen maybe by the spirit of god it's revealed that is that guy's mom or dad or uncle somewhere that is against is progress success or something in the body but we do not fight against human beings another way to put it though we are human beings we do not fight against human beings do you get it 
Uh -huh. But let's read on. There's something else that is saying there. For the weapon, yes? Are not carnal. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. <sighs> Read the next verse. Thank you so much. Now, when you read this, I know that some people have used this to fight in church when they are fighting devils. But he's not talking about devils at all. Okay, he's not talking about devils at all. From what you just read. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about strongholds. Strongholds does not mean devils and demons and what they do. I even watched one film many years ago where they say something strongholds that they were referring to the devil. It was not the devil. From what Paul was talking about now, he's talking about strongholds in your minds. That's why everything he talks about there has to do with imaginations, thoughts. He's talking about your minds. There is one time, there might be one time or the other that you've had strongholds in your minds. These strongholds are what are responsible for the way you think. Why you do what you do. Why you do it the way you do it. You see, there are those that, uh, despite they are children of pastors, they don't still agree that they have to be in church all the time. Not that they've not been taught. They've been taught from their home. The importance of being in church. In fact, um, from the kind of home they were raised in, they were always in church. But then the girl doesn't think that she has to be in church when she's making her own personal decision. Despite all the teachings. Why? There's a stronghold. There's something that he has accepted, that she has accepted. She has come to believe on her own, on his own. It's called strongholds. These are difficult things. They are difficult to eradicate from the person's mind. That's why he thinks the way he thinks. That's why she thinks the way she thinks. It's called strongholds. Hallelujah. Strongholds comes from books. When you're reading, comes from hearing what you've heard comes from thoughts what you thought comes from anal analyzing maybe you've analyzed one thing or the other your own exper exper experiment you put one thing or the other together and so you've come to think this way okay your conclusion they form your strongholds and so these things are usually difficult to break why is it that some people after you talk to them about tithing they may go everywhere and they are talking about tithing. They will still, they, we ask them, do you know it's good to tithe? They will tell you it's good. I know. Ask them. The benefit of tithing, it may list them for you. But why is it not tithing? Strongholds. These are the things that are formed in their hearts, in the hearts of men. These are the things that will not make someone want to give his heart to Christ. Even if I quote the scripture to you, no matter what you tell him, there is a stronghold. He says, he says, I know Christianity is the best religion. That's what he will say. He said, Christianity is the best religion. I know it, but um, uh, uh, I just want to be the way I am. There's a stronghold. You can't convince him enough. And so on and so forth. Some people, you can't convince them about speaking with tongues. There's a strong, there's something they believe. It's called strongholds. Say hallelujah. 
so paul had this kind of things these kind of people in his days they have these struggles in their hearts that make them argue this idea if you check the greek of struggles there it also deals with idea something that makes them argue about the truth they argue with the truth is struggles so that's what he's talking about then he says in the next verse he says casting out well let me read verse four again for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal they are not man-made that's what it means but mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations did you see that there are some people that what they are battling with is imagination things done in the past things images seen in the past imaginations pictures of the past there was a scene they were a part of that scene and so this imagination comes from time to time and sometimes it affects their effectiveness in their work with god because this thing just keeps coming back that's what he's talking about pulling down casting down imaginations because these imaginations are not in line with the word of god you cast them down you break the strongholds in your mind how can you do that by the word of god oh come on look at it now casting down imaginations and every high thing every high thing that exalts itself against what the knowledge of god do you see he's talking about the knowledge of god that's the word of god against the knowledge of god i'm bringing into captivity arresting arresting that is arresting every thought to the obedience of christ you must learn to arrest every thought i refuse to think like this in the name of jesus i refuse to think like this you arrest every thought the reason why somebody is irritating to you the reason why you hate people you act in hate there's something this thought must be arrested because that's not the way you should go the reason why you're the way you are it comes from your thoughts why do you respond to things like this why do you see things this way why do you talk like this they are all from your thoughts imagination strongholds that's why you are the way you are so what do you do you use the word of god to arrest them and how do you do that you load yourself with the word when you begin to load yourself with the word you begin to renew your mind that's the power of logos by the time the word keeps coming you begin to drop some things you won't have to force yourself to drop, drop them you just begin to feel uncomfortable with them and you you just begin to feel like i think i've passed this level now why should i react to that thing i've passed this level why the word of god has broken down the holds the strongholds see i'm helped of the holy ghost this is ability of the word now if you ignore the word and you don't give it space you don't give it that chance that ability that uh, chance in your life then there is no way you can get the benefits loading yourself up with the word is your own conscious effort you load yourself up with logos the written word of god i'm thinking maybe i'll show you one more thing did you get this part did you get it let me show you one more thing hmm. hebrews chapter number four and this one i want you to open your spirit yeah <laughs> i'm hoping in the name of jesus yeah i like that you're very smart 
chapter number 4 Hebrews from verse 1 you know what we'll do we'll read verse 18 of chapter 3 into 4 into chapter 4 the reason is because originally the Bible was not written in verses and chapters of course you should know that by now I've said it long enough okay for you to know the Bible originally was not written in chapters and verses it was divided this way for easy references and so that we'll be able to it will not look so i mean you want to locate something you if there were no chapter and verses how do you locate it you start turning around uh -uh. that's why in the days of jesus the bible says jesus was given a scroll and when he opened it it happened that his eyes fell on the book of isaiah where he says the spirit of the lord is upon me okay it, it used to be written all of them together no verse no chapters but then thank god for those who have divided it two men actually divided this for us into chapters and verses okay so if you are going to read it like it was written originally everything was written together so let's read from chapter 3 verse 18 and to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest but to them that believed not to them that believed not so we see that they could not enter him because of unbelief say unbelief now he's talking about the children of israel the children of israel were promised the promised land god promised them the promised land god said where i'm taking you is to the promised land so all the journey they were making was just to get to the promise can you imagine 40 years in the wilderness where are they going the promised land they couldn't have spent up to 40 years actually the bible says god had to go and take them a long journey the bible says god didn't want to take them the quickest part because when they go the quickest part there are wars that they will face and they may face those wars and run away and be afraid so god they are not prepared for war so god had to go and take them a longer route so that was why he took them 40 years they had to go into the wilderness to get there okay now all the journey was to get to the promised land so they were going to the promised land and that promised land was a type of rest was a place of rest for them for us also we have what is called the promised land the new testament christians there's something called the promised land they had a physical promised land they were going into but you know that um things of the old testament are a shadow of things of the new uh -huh. so we have a spiritual promised land a place of rest so he's talking about them and i want you to mark this now it connects to us he says so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief so all those ones that moses took out of egypt the bible shows that not one of them entered what happened they all died why unbelief because they doubted so god had to kill <laughs> glory to god because they offended god said god said don't worry none of you will enter so it was their children that entered finally including the moses that brought them out he didn't enter of course the bible shows under the new testament section that he later entered but under the old testament he didn't enter because he did what god said not to do by the way so 
they could not enter because of unbelief their heart was so hardened let me give you an example when G- when god parted the red sea and these people first of all you remember what led to the parting pharaoh was coming against them after signs upon signs and miracles upon miracles i mean god proved himself to really love these people and to be amongst them after all these mighty signs like it had never been before anywhere in the world these people came out of egypt now as they are marching they are glad and happy they are marching away but then when they got to the red sea all of a sudden they looked back and saw that the same pharaoh was coming against them coming after them in hunger and it wasn't coming like he was coming to shake them and say i just wanted to give you the last greeting no he was coming in anger he was coming with his chariots with his men of war they were coming their faces you know that hey okay so at that point no i want you to see the manifestation of unbelief at that point they didn't say moses look you know what you do for us cry to god the god that performed all those wonders while we're in egypt while he was dealing with them there he separated us that same god cry to him to help us they didn't say that they didn't say cry to him to destroy them they didn't say that they said cry to him to carry us away from here they didn't say that they faced moses and said ah you see what you brought us this is what we told you when we were in egypt we told you we said leave us alone <laughs> yes. exodus chapter number 15 you can study for yourself they said this is what we told you you should have left us where we were why did you bring us out they forgotten they, they were just singing they just have, but now they forgotten when they saw those, those people come they said this is what we told you you should have just is it not better that we are there than for this one to come and kill all of us here they started complaining and Moses said hold on they said shut up don't tell us hold on we will kill you first before he kills us don't worry and they were trying to fix Moses and then Moses had to cry out to God and God performed one oh, glory to God I'm excited about it and God performed a wonderful miracle there through the hand of Moses by the way and the people went on dry ground and as they were going they changed again ah this God is a good God though. this God is a good God though. why they were walking in that water why others were so concerned let's just walk fast before this thing comes under <laughs> you know they were, you know mixed multitude the Bible says and as they were just going and they walked out of the water all the time unbelieving they were looking back they are still coming up walk fast my friend they are still coming up then they left and the bible says god was wonderful enough to harden the heart of these folks pharaoh and his men they still went after them you see if god wants to destroy someone <laughs> he leaves them with his pride they didn't have enough sense so they saw that they still they say ah we are going after them inside the water and they went after them and when those ones left on the other side when the last person stepped out of the water you can imagine the last person on this side with pharaoh stepping in and god told moses moses stretch forth your hands that the water may come back i love god some of you think that when God wants to do something, you think, God, please do something, please. You know, humility. No! 
Do you not think that God has to tell? He had he had to tell Moses. He says, "Stretch forth your hand." God didn't say, "Now, when they enter, I will." No, it's I need your hand to do it. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Say I'm needed. I'm Don't think you are not needed. <laughs> I love that. And he stretched forth his hand, and the water came back and covered them. And the Bible says these ones tried to escape. You see. The, the Lord made their wheels to drive heavily in the midst of that water. And God overwhelmed them with that water until they were all dead. And God didn't stop that way. The Lord ensures that the following morning, the children of Israel see all these dead folks, these cops at the seashore. They saw them. I mean, if that's the only miracle God will perform, is enough. And they saw them they saw pharaoh the very one that gave instructions that when he walked they bowed while they were in egypt they saw him there lying with all his men those ones that whipped them by the way they saw them dead i mean it was enough and they danced the bible says miriam led them the sister of moses and they danced and danced and danced and, danced. and after they danced the very chapter down the line which the following chapter, not 16, they started, they started. They say, um, Moses, um, we, we want to ask you something. Uh, sorry, it's been long we admit. The following one. They didn't say, that's the funny thing about them. They didn't say, Lord, we love you for your kindness. Can you supply us with meat? Uh-uh. Complain. It's been long we admit. Ah, we miss the onions. And the garlics, we miss them. It's been long we ate meat. Ah, uh-uh. it's only this manna, 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 manna. What is this manna? We are tired of manna. Mm-mm. We baked it in the morning. We fried it in the afternoon. We... <laughs> no, they started complaining. I'm letting you see their hardness of hearts. Some people are just like that. When God performs miracles in front of them like this, <laughs> He's a God. You know what? When something happens to them, they will still doubt. That same God that performed that miracle, something happens, they will still doubt. They saw God rescue someone right in their presence. But they, they will still doubt. I'm not a fool now. How can I go there? I'm not going to go. What if something kills me? You see, they are still doubting. That was the way they were, those children of Israel. Until they complained and complained and God got angry at them. God got angry with them and he said all right what i'll do is i'll supply meat and then he did supply meat and he did it in a very big way the bible says it caused a strong wind to bring the quails these are big birds how many of you know what's quails have you ever heard of quails before big birds quails and those quails came into the camp of the children of israel their camp and the Bible says the quails covered. Now you have to understand there are about two million of them. And so you can imagine where they occupied because they had their tents pitched all around the large grounds. And quails came in. They were not together, they were far apart from each other, their tents. And quails came in from everywhere and covered the grounds. 
where they were. And the Bible shows that all the grounds were so covered with birds, so covered that there was no more ground space because birds were still flying, they were still coming. The whole ground was covered, more were still coming. You can imagine them peeping out and say, Ah, where are these ones coming? Where are they going to land? And God showed them His greatness. These birds came and started landing on the ones that were there already. Oh, oh God. Our God is big. Huh? If in your mind you're belittling God, you're limiting God, you are finished. You don't know anything. Who do you think he is? He was doing that. Not he wasn't doing it because he wanted to do it. If God could do that in his hunger, what do you think he would do for you in his love? What do you think he could do for you in his love? He did that in his anger. Let's just give them. And those birds came. And there was no more ground space. They started landing, perching on each other. And all those ones were there. Others were still coming. And these children of Israel were embarrassed. Ah, eh, eh. <laughs> because they had some meat. And God had told Moses, he said, don't worry. Watch what I will do. And the whole place. And the Bible says they went and caught. And God supplied it for them for a whole month. I wanted to see the greatness of God. Do you know that right after that, they still doubted God? How could you see this kind of miracles and still doubt God? That's what he's referring to, unbelief. So because of it, God had to destroy them. Say, none of you will enter. Because what will I do enough for you to believe me? None of you will enter into the promised land. So they couldn't enter because of their unbelief. If you check unbelief there, it means unpersuadableness. They couldn't be persuaded. With everything that God did, they were not persuaded. They say, what? So? Uh-uh. Is it the first time we are seeing it? <laughs> say hallelujah. hallelujah. Listen, you will act just like that if you didn't have the word of God. You will. That's why you need the word of God. You will. Let, let, let's read on. Don't worry. Alright now. Reading from that into the first, the first verse of chapter 4. Read first verse, everybody. Let us therefore fear, lest you come in the cause of entry into his rest. Any of you See, I will not be that one. So we have been led to promise of entering into his rest. Wow. Even we too. He says, let us also fear. Now, now I want you to now look in your Bible and follow this reading. You'll pick something here. Verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. They were also preached to. Moses preached to them about the promised land. He told them about the coming king. They did not believe. They didn't mix it with, with faith. Now verse 3. For we which are believed do enter into rest. Listen. He didn't say we which are believed did enter into rest. He didn't say we entered. He says we do. What is do from time to time? If you want to enter into rest in your academics, believe. 
any area of your life you want to come into rest just believe believe what the word of god you will come into rest in that area the only thing that can make you struggle in any area of your life is unbelief come into rest you know the reason why you're looking older than your age with wrinkles why you're just in a second part just part two i'm going to be 21 in december 21 you're looking like this we thought you are 32. why because you have not come into rest you have not entered into rest in that area of academics let's read on for we which which have believed do enter into rest as he said as i saw in my rats if they shall enter into my rest although the works were finished from the foundation of the world for he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise and god did rest the seventh day from all his works and in this place again if they shall enter into my rest seeing therefore they remaineth that some must enter therein and the dead to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief who are those in whom it was first preached those children of israel again he limited a certain day saying in david today after so long a time it is said today if ye will hear his voice adding not your heart for if jesus did you see jesus there who has joshua in his bible raise your hand thank you who has jesus in his bible raise your hand okay now he's talking about joshua right king james uh, translated it wrongly it is joshua because the word for jesus is joshua which also can be translated joshua so he's talking about joshua under the old testament you get it you know jesus was not there under the old testament uh-huh so uh, don't don't let that confuse you see i refuse to be confused for if joshua had given them rest then would he not afterward have spoken of another day there remained therefore a rest to the people of god for he that is entered for he that is entered for he that is entered into his rest he that is entered into his rest in his academics he that is entered into his rest in his life in his finances in his work with god in his health anyone that has entered into his rest what does he say he also has ceased from his own works as god did from his you know what works there means he has ceased from his labor say hallelujah what do you do you seek to come into rest in the place of rest with god there is no panic why you are loaded with the word you are unmovable don't you understand you are unshakable listen it's not your fault that you hear a news and you start panicking it's not your fault sometimes you try to stop yourself ah, with all the word of god i don't <laughs> stop it stop it you you try to catch yourself but you know why the thing is there you don't have enough of the word you don't there comes a time in your life because you have been loaded again and again and again that all those fear files get deleted from your system all those anxiety they are gone you look for them you won't find them why the word of god has so much loaded your spirit when you receive an information you are not the first thing you do is not to panic it's not to be shaken 
You do as though nothing. Why? You are loaded inside. Because you know that 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 all things can only work together for your good. This is God's declaration. You are inside the plane, the train, the box, whatever, on the bike, and it looks like something evil is coming up. You are not shaken. Listen, you're not trying to put up something. You're not trying to act. It's what you have inside. You are loaded on the inside. You cannot be shaken. You try to, it's not working. You can't find yourself shaken. Why? You are full of the word. You are built on the inside. You cannot give what you don't have. If you're still shaking, you don't have enough. So what do you do? Try and get enough. If you have enough in you, faith and fear cannot stay together. One will be there and the other is not. You understand that expression? That means you either have faith or you have fear. You can't have both of them together in the same place. What does the Bible say? Whosoever believed on him should not perish. That's what the Bible says. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish. Should is a law, is a law, is a law. In other words, if you believe in Jesus, you are not supposed to perish. Is a law, a sovereign declaration by Almighty God. Is a stamp. Bam. Anyone that believes in Jesus, you are not amongst them that will perish. You know when we're talking like that, somebody thinks uh, you're just talking about perishing, maybe mm, going to hell. Oh no, he's talking about everything. Either perishing now, perishing during after rapture, perishing in hell. No, 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 no. Eat out them. You are not meant to perish. So you say, I will never perish. You, you, you understand that? You are inside that thing on top of that bike and all that seems to be coming. Hey, a man of God was in a hotel, in a hotel room. And that hotel caught fire. And the fire was about to spread, was spreading already. And you know, all these people were outside, um, the police, the fire, whatever, all of them were outside the news because this is a hotel that is well known. And all that time, they were announcing for those in the hotel rooms. Are they sleeping? Come out! Come out! You know, they were trying to make them come out. Then there is this man of God there. And of course, you can imagine his pastors are already down there. Where's the man of God? I don't think fire has gotten this way. What's going on? Alright. And after a while, the man of God walked out. And they say, Pastor, what happened? He said, I was dressing up. He said, you were dressing up in that thing? He said, yes, I have to dress up. I'm a king. You don't expect pastor to come out in boxers. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Why? Whosoever believed in him should not perish. Jesus already promised us. He says, in all the persecutions, not a strand of your hair will fall. Not a strand. 
what does he say i will be with you even to the ends of the earth he says i'm with you always is that how you believe it or you don't believe it that's why they didn't enter in they didn't mix the word of god with faith some can analyze the word of god as you're teaching them say we know we know but you know <laughs> the bible says everyone help those who help themselves where is that in the bible that's never in the bible say so everyone help those who help themselves that's a lie in fact that must have been gotten from the devil because according to the bible heaven does not help those who help themselves heaven help only those who have seen god as their helper they've cast themselves on god to help them those who help themselves suffer because heaven don't help them god doesn't help you when you're trying to help yourself at the same time he doesn't do it so if you're that kind of person heaven help those who help themselves you are in trouble already and whatever would be would be if god says it will be it will be okay you know what will be they say <laughs> have you ever seen them d d d d and e e e you just be dancing f f you just be dancing with them is there a, whatever will be will be okay there's no such thing as whatever will be will be it does not exist if anything is going to be you have to make it be according to the word of god see god doesn't even do anything for you apart from you so i cannot say whatever will be will be whatever will be will not be if god says it will happen to happen it's because god already said it will happen ah! that's a lie from the pitch you learn to take the word of god and mix it with faith verse 10 for he that is entered into his rest he also has ceased from his own labor as god did for me just like god did for me is god still laboring no let us <laughs> watch this let us labor therefore to enter into that rest let's work to enter into that rest how do you labor to enter into that rest when you load yourself with the word of god you are laboring to enter in when you give time to study you're studying the word of god you're laboring to enter in when you are here like right now listening to the word of god you are laboring to enter into rest in whatever area of your life you're laboring you wake up at night season just to take your bible to read you are laboring to enter in into that rest that means you're working to come in he says that's the labor that you should have the labor you should go into is the labor of entering in into that rest do you catch that let's read on let us labor therefore to enter into that rest lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief for the word of god hey, say hallelujah are you are you have you gone home or you're still here look at this he's telling you oh paliko safra ateguze hey if you will open your spirit this will make a master out of you that's what i just said in tongues look at this verse 12 he says for the word of god is quick say quick the greek word for quick there is the same thing as alive living active which other synonyms okay for the word of god is quick and powerful and sharper interestingly is only is still talking about logos 
He said, Logos is telling you the potential of Logos. He's telling you the ability of Logos. He says, Logos is quick, is alive, that is, and is powerful. And Logos is sharper. Now, Logos is sharper than any two edges sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul. Say soul. And spirit, say spirit. Now, the third one, and of joints and marrow. Joints and marrow means your body. Say body. body. Good. And is a designer of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Is a designer. Is a, let me use this English. Is an understander. You understand? Of the heart and intents. The word of God understands your intent. Let me give you an example. If, for instance, you have a problem maybe inside you, maybe there's a problem in your lungs, maybe it's in uh, one of the those tissues inside and this thing is a problem to you and all you are saying is greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world greater is it this is the only thing you are meditating on you are not even saying um that thing inside i'm commanding you to be you that's not what you're saying you're just saying greater is he that's what you're meditating on he says that word of god is a designer of the hearts he understands what you're trying to fix do you get it? You understand your intention. Why you're talking like this? He understands it. So while you're talking like that, the word of God is going to that thing right there. You may not know what the problem is. Maybe in your academics, you can't understand why this has been happening mysteriously. But you have the word of God. You are meditating on that one. Greater is he that is in me. This is your meditation. That word, he says, is a designer. He understands it. That's the power of the word of God. Oh. Oh. Verse 13. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in what? In what? Call that from the way. In what? How can he say is for the word of God? H-I-S. For the word of God. You know what he's saying? The word of God is alive. He's personalizing the word of God. He says the word of God is a person. So he says, in the sight of the word of God, nothing is hidden. See, I will never be defeated. See, I will never be a victim. <laughs> but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him, which whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our Theologia, confession. That it says profession in King James, but it's actually confession. It says knowing. Listen, we started from somewhere. Knowing. It says if you mix the word of God with faith, eh, then it lets you know the power of the word that this word of God is powerful. It says knowing this and that Jesus is in heaven, is the high priest of our confession. Who is the high priest? He's standing there to receive the sacrifice. What sacrifice? Your confession. Jesus is there. He says knowing this. He says, hold fast. Don't let it go. Your confession. As you hold it fast and you release more, they go to the high priest. All the time you are releasing this confession, brothers and sisters, you are still speaking Logos. Hello. Hallelujah. You are releasing your confession. You are speaking Logos. It's going up. 
Logos is sharper than any two-edged sword. Listen, that's why when you have a confession session, you are making confession. You are making confession. Before it is written, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It is written, by his stripes we are healed. It is written, you are saying all those things. You are still releasing Logos. That's why sometimes when you make confession, sometimes it doesn't seem to work the first time. The second time, it doesn't seem to work. The third time, it may not work. The one that works is the one that comes from your spirit. When it comes from your spirit, it becomes rhema. What's rhema? Rhema is the word for the now of your life. Is a specific word. Is a specific word from God to a specific person for a specific situation at a specific time. It has a purpose. That's Rema. For instance, Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every Rema. Rema. Let me tell you, Logos is the written one. It's the one that we can relate with. We read it, you see, you put it under your pillow. Well, you're wasting your time anyway. And, and, and all of those. And then you read it and you hear it. That's Logos. It will build you up. It's able to build you up. It's good. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. That's the ability. But when you have a two-edged sword, if it's not used, it's useless. Rema is the one that can change that situation suddenly. You're making the confessions in your room. But all of a sudden, a rema comes from your confession. You've been confessing these things for days. But all of a sudden, something there leaps. You've been saying it, all things work together for my good. And so as I go out, all of a sudden, it's coming from all things work. Huh? All things work together for my good. Ah, ah, it's coming from there is a deepness. It's coming from your spirit now. At that moment, you write. All things work together. That period is not the period you still be talking gently. No! It has come up now. And you release such a... That's the sword of... That two-edged sword can now cut. I'll never be a victim. Never. So you see, Logos is good. It will build you and make a giant out of you. A spiritual giant. Changing situations, you need Rena. The same word of God, but this time around, this one is coming from the spirit of God, from your spirits. It's coming up from your spirit to change your situation. You've been meditating on this thing. You're looking at your academics. Maybe that's what you are fo focusing on for a while. You've been thinking about it. There is this particular cause. It has to change. You are still joking when you say it is written. It is written. It will change. It will... <laughs> you are still joking. Jesus said to the Satan the first time, It is written. Satan still laughed. I said, Let me take you to another place. <laughs> he took him to a high tower. And from there, he said, If you're a child of God, cast yourself. Cast yourself. Jesus said, I said, It is written. Satan said, Easy. Come, let me take it. You see? Until Jesus said, It is said. Logos is the written word, Rema is the said. When he said it is said, ah, that devil couldn't stand it anymore. He had to give way. <laughs> Woo! I'm a success. I'm a victor. Glory to God. This one I'm saying now is coming from my spirit. It's called Emma. I just released it. I'm a victor. 
I'm not lying. I'm serious. You know what my name is? Victor. <laughs> I will never be a victim in my life. Woo! What will you do with your life? Than to load yourself up with the word. So that you can be loaded. Unshakable. Unconquerable. Undefeatable. In, the, in, in every way. You are in the midst of others. Others are shaking. They are falling. You are standing. You can't understand why they are falling. You are not shaking. The Bible says in the midst of them all. Take on the whole armor of God. So that after everything is falling. You will still be standing. That you may still be standing. Huh? You are ruffled. You are not bothered. They are crying around you. They say, they, I, I, we just had this new information. There is a higher information on the inside of you. You are not bothered. What? The word of God. You are built. You have come up in your life. Oh, glory to God. Ah! I remember those years. That I would be afraid of dark places. You couldn't. I watched a lot of home video in my life as a young boy growing up. A lot of them. There was one that we watched. One day, my daddy just purchased it and brought it home. Ah, one night. And while we were done watching it, my mom sent me to go and get something. I said, Ah, ah, this is a terrible matter. Because we just watched a ghost. Ah! And my mom sent me out. So I was honest with her and said, I need help. I, I can't go out there alone. So my mom said, my sister should go with me. Ah, well, that's better. <laughs> and so we went out together. All the time she made the matter worse for me. Because she was shaking like a leaf. And I was, you know, <laughs> full of fears. Those days, you were afraid of everything. You couldn't be on the bus and the thing is going too fast. Your heart has skipped. This is the kind of life of those who, do, who, who are not loaded with the word. This is what they live like. What a life. You have become a prisoner to the very things that are afraid of you. Prisoner. I remember where we lived before. I came out. Coming to the balcony. And I saw a snake. I was the only one at home. I went to look for something. To kill it. I was ready to kill it. And I did. Oh, you mean you can face something like that? All those things. It's because you're loaded with the word. When you're loaded with the word, nothing shakes you. I killed it. I was telling the story later. I was just them what happened. No. Ah, 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 ah. You know. I mean a rat. Some people are already. It's a females. No, males too. Just a rat. That's too high for some people. I mean that's too big. A cockroach. It then flies back. <laughs> then it takes broom. <laughs> and jaws at the moment. You throw the broom, everything. 
greater is he that is in me. You know why? Because naturally, if they had asked you, you would have said, I won't respond that way. But because you couldn't help yourself, you couldn't help it. After responding, you now catch yourself. Ah, I shouldn't be doing that though. But you've responded. Because you, you see, because you're not loaded. When you sit with the word and you meditate, meditation will build your spirit. You're thinking through again and again. You mean as I am, I carry the Holy Ghost. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Wow. To be full of the Holy Ghost means full, full, full. That means every strand of my hair has the Holy Ghost. That means I cannot be defeated. My goodness. You are meditating like this. Then you come to the biggie. Greater is he that is in me. The Bible says, No weapon fashioned against you, formed, designed against you shall prosper. If you meditate on that long enough, when somebody stands in front of you and has his gun like this, you say, go ahead and shoot. Is that a weapon? Go ahead. Go ahead and shoot. In this very world, there are those who are living like this. You are thinking it's impossible. When will you grow up? You see, your carnality. Do you want to live your life a victim? The truth of the matter is, if you're going to live as a victim, then anything can happen anytime to you. That's the truth. That's the fact. Anything can happen anytime. So if you're among the group of those who don't know what may come up, I wish my parents knew this. I always wished my daddy knew it. Listen, do you know who we are? What helps us to really become God's dream for us is the knowledge of the word of God in our spirit. Is the knowledge of the word. You are God's dream. Yes, he has plans for you. But how do you become it? You have to position yourself to become it. How? The word of God. God says, looks at you and says, with you nothing shall be impossible. But how come things are impossible unto you? You have not become his dream. Load yourself with the word of God so that you can fulfill that scripture. That's what God is waiting for. You are waiting for him, but he's waiting for you. I will never be a victim in my life. Never. The Bible says we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. Workmanship is handy work. Oh. Oh, look at this. Oh. You are his handy work. Have you ever manufactured anything? Is there anybody here you've, you've produced something before? Have you ever produced anything before in your life? Do you know of any products? Just mention one. Any products? Anything produced by anybody? LG. Which other one? Nokia. Now, I like that one, Nokia. Now listen to this. How many of you know that there is a difference between Nokia and some phones? I mean, Nokia 
I don't know of the Nokia's of today, but I don't think they, there's anything like Nokia anymore. I don't think so. But in the days of Nokia, <laughs> if your Nokia fell, you are ruffled. You carry it. Even if it's scattered, if one went that way, another one. You say, please help me gather them. <laughs> you put them together, put it on, turn on, turn on, it's on again. And then you keep making your call. Sorry, my phone fell off that other time. <laughs> they were so bold about it, they put their label on it. They didn't make it and hide it. Hope there's not another knock here. <laughs> they didn't hide it. They had their label right on it. For you to know that we made, we produce it. We are so sure of what we've made. You know what? If you wanted to go and buy a phone and you wanted to buy something that will last, when you walked into that shop, your eyes started looking for Nokia. Started looking for Nokia. Say, which one is this one? Um, is Katatel. No, no, I don't want this one. Uh, what, what, which one is this one? Is uh, Intidel. Mm -hmm. Please, don't you have Nokia? Don't you have Nokia? They say, we do have Nokia. Oh, what is all this one? You have? Give me Nokia. <laughs> Hey, why? Because you know, with that thing, that Nokia, with that phone, you can stay with that phone for years. It's only when you now make up your mind that you want to change it. And I said, okay, this thing has tried. Let me change it. I mean, Nokia has a problem. You fix it, it keeps working. They were so bold. Oh, there were some phones. Now, if you add them, I heard of one Thraya back then. When you add them, you could swim with them. You go under the water with them and make your calls right there. And they have their name on that phone. Depending on what is the packaging, what did they pack inside this phone? There are some things that make it what it is. Brothers and sisters, that's human beings. God made you and packaged you and put his label on you. Bam! Mm. Hey! No manufacturer ever made something that looks like him. They can look for good design, but not something that looks like him in his own image. No! But God did. And then he put his label, his name is on you. And then after he had made you, he said, Bro, let me use this sleeping bro. Come, so that everybody will see you. After he has made this guy, God put his label on him. <laughs> and God said, as long as hurt remains, this guy is undefeatable. He's on him. Then God is telling you the quality of this guy. God looks at him and says, this one, failure proof. Then God, ah, no, 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 come. He wants to go back and sleep. God looks at him and says, This one, disease proof. God turns him around and says, Oh, what else did I put in this guy? God looks at him and says, Death proof. And God says, This is my workmanship. 
I place you above every work of my hands, including the devil. All of them are under your feet. Say that we Hallelujah. I'll never be a victim in my life. How dare you live like one? Say I'll never be a victim. I'll never be a victim. In the name of Jesus. I'm not subject to cry. I'm not subject to fever. I'm not subject to fever. I'm not subject to fever. In the name of Jesus. I'm full of life everywhere. This message was produced by Supernatural Kingdom Church. To get more of our messages, call 0806 0087 643 or 0816 011 489. Thank you and God bless you.